But there's no Riverdale to talk about. No, there's not, and it's terrible. What are we doing with our lives? So instead, we're going to have to turn back the clock. Yeah. And and take a stroll down memory lane and uh, come upon the 1990 made-for-TV film to Riverdale and back again. Yep. Uh, that's that's what we're doing here. Uh, it was released later on home video as Return to Riverdale, and I think we should use that title. Yeah. Because Riverdale and Back Again was an episode title used in Riverdale and for, like, convenience, for confusion's sake. We're just yeah. going to call this Return to Riverdale. Yeah. Okay. That's our policy. That makes sense. But, uh, again, it is a 1990 TV film. It covers <sighs> so. the... The yep. Archie characters in their 15-year high school reunion. Yep. So it's adult 30-something versions of Archie, Veronica, Betty, Reggie, Jughead. None of those people look 30. They all look <laughs> like 45. Well, you know, you have the normal teenage age up, and then you have to go 15 years from that. Yeah. 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 Okay. So. And we're going to do our usual recap about it. Yeah. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. So. The, the video we watched mm-hmm. had the uh, NBC weekly movie intro, which included the commercial for the movie, mm-hmm. which really just looked like a porno. It did. It did it so much. It was so porno strong. <laughs> I was just, I was a little uncomfortable, honestly, because I was like, they showed this on TV. It's going to be hard if you want to watch this one to follow along. I'm pretty sure it's not streaming anywhere. No. You won't find it on Netflix. No. But if you look through the series of tubes that make up the internet, you'll probably find it. Yep. Uh, We did. (laughs) So. But but after that uh, wonderful time capsule of the NBC nightly movie. Yeah. The opening credits are, are the, the music is the sort of Motown version of Sugar Sugar. Honey, honey. Which I dug. It's as, okay. As far as cover versions go, I like of, it. Of the like three versions of the song <laughs> that were played during the movie. It is it, the best it one. It was the best, yes. Uh, and this is over this idyllic montage of like morning and Riverdale and you have... And lots of pastel. Mm-hmm. Everything's pastel. People are sweeping the sidewalks in front of their stores. With their shoulder pads. (laughs) I I looked up some of the folks in these opening credits, and I have some notes of what they've been up to lately. Okay. So the writer Uh is better known now as the executive producer of 24. Oh my god. (laughs) I'm glad he left writing. The director. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, isn't doing anything notable these days, but he was hot off of directing Smokey and the Bandit Part 3. Part 3! <laughs> no. There were three parts? And he's not involved with either of the first two. Oh, God. That but, explains a lot. But the big one, the one that really jumped out to me, was the music. The music. The music was by Mark Snow. Do you recognize that name? No. He was the composer for the X Files. <gasps> what? <gasps> what? 
But uh, once we get into real scenes, we're, we're just being introduced sort of rapid fire to these characters and where they are now. And all of them take the form of Mr. Weatherby calling them to yes. see if they're going to come to the reunion. Yes, because it's alumni week. He's so hands on. And he, yeah, he's, well, first, actually, Veronica calls him. Mm-hmm. Veronica calls Mr. Weatherby to find out if Archie will be there. She calls and, from Paris, yes. where she's been running daddy's foreign interests. Yes. And she's had like six husbands by now. Mm-hmm. She's living it up. Yes. And we find out that uh, Betty is in, living in another town. She's, she's living a in teacher. Uh, the kids are going on summer break, and she is desperate to feel good about herself because she says try to remember miss cooper over the summer like my god that girl needs some like affirmation yeah, about she, her life she looks like ellen green in the little shop movie <sighs> she's got that hair going on yeah her boyfriend's a jerk he's a super yuppie who i like completely recognize the actor but apparently i only know him from like an episode of Star Trek, but I know him. <laughs> Season three, the episode is called The Gift. It, it's about a bunch of people uh, negotiating bids for control of a wormhole. Yeah, and he gets with Troy. Yeah. yeah. You can uh, hear all about it at pattrek.space. Yep. Oh, Veronica also, uh, when she, or she has her butler, Smithers, who is around, book a Concord to Riverdale. Mm-hmm. Because they do that. They do if you have enough money. First impression of Archie that we get. He yeah. looks like a douchebag. And you know what? He kind of is. He's he's a regular yuppie. He's a regular yuppie. He's moving out of Riverdale and he's ready to go. And he's engaged to this woman named Pam. Who's kind of a jerk too. She's pulling him to the money side. Like, you gotta get rid of your stuff. And he's all like, what about I can't get rid of my Leatherman jacket and what about all these belts? She's like, no. It's suspenders you need. Belts are out. Suspenders are a statement. (laughs) My god, I hate this woman. And I hate him too. (laughs) I just hate it all. She's Archie's in at the law firm. Uh, He's got uh, he's going to take a quick track to partner because, like, her dad or her uncle is one of the partners. Yeah. It, it's big time 80s nepotism here in 1990. Yeah. And so then Archie goes to the chiropractor, which happens to be Moose and Midge. Two for one. Yeah. And it's weird because it's like they're having a conversation about Archie and his relationship yeah. with Betty and Veronica as though he's not there, but they're, <laughs> like... Doing not safe chiropractics on him. Like, yeah, in case you missed the last 50 years of Archie Comics, including when it was at its height, the the Mm mid-70s, which, like, doing the math, that's that's when these versions were in high school. Yeah. Moose and Midge are here to tell you all about the love triangle situation in the most flat exposition you've ever heard. Well, we crack your neck. And manhandle you. We go to Jughead, mm-hmm. who who's all laying out his heart and his divorce. He's lying and... down in this darkened office. It, it's clearly a, a psychiatrist's office. Yes. And he's talking about his divorce, and he's talking about how he has custody of his son, and how his son's just, like, a terrible person, 
and, it's and they probably, don't relate. And it's probably because of a lack of a father figure, though he was there every weekend. Uh, and he's still... Like got this this gynophobia. He's terrified of women. Uh-huh. He sees his ex-wife everywhere he goes. And then uh or like a buzz comes into the office and uh it's the like secretary saying uh Weatherby's calling for a jughead, asking if he'll be coming to the reunion. And that's when we find out that Jughead's actually the psychiatrist <laughs> and that his patient has just been listening to him for a while and is like, it's okay. When I hear about your problems, my problems seem okay. Get it? Because you thought it was the one way, but it's the other way. This is a trend. It's a joke. It's a big haha joke. <laughs> Misdirection is what they call that one. Then Archie goes to Pops, and uh, Pops looks about mm, five five to ten years older than all these guys, <laughs> but he's really supposed to be like he's 30 been, years older than them. He's been running the chocolate shop for 40 years, he yeah. says. He looks like he's only five years older than them, and he's this guy that goes around and just pinches everyone's cheeks really hard. He's hired a pair of leather-jacketed juvenile delinquents to help behind the counter. Yes. And and Archie's all like, you know, you're just losing money on this and stuff, and... Pops just, well, whatever's like, good for the kids is good for Pops. Because all these years in, he he's still, like, comping milkshakes for good teens. Yes. Yeah. And uh, then the Concord lands. Oh. So then Reggie comes into yeah. Pops, and Archie just gets shooed out the door because uh, uh, Pop Tate has business to attend to. Yes. It's yes. It's very foreshadowing. And, and then he Archie gets, like, strong-armed by Mr. Lodge's driver <laughs> uh, and shoved into, like, this darkened limousine. And uh, Lodge is just all like, do not pursue her. If you pursue her, you won't like what happens. And he's all like, it's not your business. And he's like, everything in Riverdale's my business. Bum, bum, bum. And we get the sense that this chauffeur was acquired at, like, some sort of bargain basement assassin store. Yeah. Like, yeah. He gives off that vibe more and more, but completely lacking menace. Yeah. So then we go to Archie's house. He's packing uh, up to move. There's boxes everywhere. Yeah. But there's still an artfully filled bowl of fruit. Like, why is that one of the last things you leave to pack? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Wasn't this when he actually, like, the doors open to his house? Yeah, he thinks he's being burgled. And, uh, inside there's a child who squirts him with a water gun, and then he just, like, goes chasing after him, tripping on absolutely everything possible, and doing this, like, dive across the living room at nothing, because the kid's, like, 20 feet away. Oh, that arch. And then, uh, Jughead shows up with groceries, and it's all like, Archie! And has he has the worst like honk laugh ever yes. in this scene. Only in like this scene, he doesn't use the honking laugh again. Adult Jughead is a physically unpleasant being. It's so bad. He's still probably my favorite favorite character, but his physicality is so like rubbery in a uh, an uncanny way. 
what's it's so forced yeah it's so forced like he's the best character because yeah. he's actually interesting he's not a douchebag <laughs> he says very terrible like corny things but then he actually says like wise things mm-hmm. but he, he has an emotional connection or he's trying to forge one with his son yeah he's got real stakes he all the physicality stuff that they do is so incredibly forced like <laughs> We're trying to be kooky. Yeah, and he's it's, oh, it's so bad. They they somehow crossed over Jughead with a wacky neighbor from a bad bad sitcom, and like a rubber chicken. <laughs> Get all reconnected, and it's Jughead and his son. Jughead just goes once again through his litany of failures and sadness. He's yes. such a sad sack loser. He's all like, "This is my son Jordan," and oh, Jughead Junior. And then we find out that Jughead Jr., which is not his name, is a little devil child. He is. Because he's like, don't call me that or something bad will happen to you. <laughs> like, what the hell, child? People who call me Jughead Jr. get sent out into the field. Whoa, okay, all right. Yep. So, uh, and then Jughead keeps going on about his women problems and compares his divorce to scenes from The Exorcist. And no, he compares his son, his to, son. To, out, to especially violent outtakes from The Exorcist. His son. In front of his son. Yeah. So then the kid sneaks upstairs and puts uh, Jello in, um, <laughs> puts Jello in Archie's bed. I just, like, accidentally, like, put a picture of Edmund Fitzgerald in my notes, and I don't even know why I did that. <laughs> uh, so if you want to learn more about the Edmund Fitzgerald, <laughs> check out the most recent History Honey. Yeah, yeah. It's our one-year anniversary special. Uh, I just, it was the picture I put on Instagram, so if you follow the History Honey's Instagram, I just somehow made that pop up on my phone, and I don't know how. <laughs> right after so- the word Jello. But anyway, uh, Archie and Jughead, BFFs, that haven't talked for 15 years. This is a running theme. Like, none of the Riverdale gang has been in contact since high school. Okay, like, I know it's not the time of Facebook and shit, but like... They have phones. We see an oddly conspicuous payphone in every shot of the town square. Yeah, and I'm just like, Archie still lives there, but I'm like, you don't go home? Like, did it... All these characters, like, parents die? Do they not have to go home for Christmas? <laughs> of his classmates, Archie seems closest to Moose and Midge because he's their client. <laughs> yeah, like, there's only- they stayed in town. <laughs> in 15 years, you really didn't go back once? But- You didn't send a Christmas card or uh, something? <laughs> aside from that premise, it is now suddenly back to old times. Until they find Jordan- about to plug in a toaster because he needs his afternoon toast as a growing boy does. Yes. And then all of a sudden they're just screaming, don't plug that toaster in. And he's like, I'll do what I want. And he plugs it in and it freaking explodes. Why do you have that toaster? Yep. Why do you have that toaster, Archie? That is not for packing. That is for throwing out five years ago. Yeah. Well, and they so and they also said something about how they're going to uh, Veronica's throwing this like pre reunion party. Yes, but it's a tea party, and something about like being old times. And Jughead's like, we didn't drink tea in high school, and, and they're like, says, we didn't drink anything in high school. 
What? We died of thirst, Jughead. We are all ghosts. What does that mean? We merely haunt these streets. Whoa. Like, wouldn't the joke have been, well, we didn't drink that in high school. Like, we had alcohol or something. Like, this is a note that I have from later, but you brought it up, so I'm talking about it now. Uh, This adaptation seems really invested in maintaining the, like, squeaky clean vanilla image of Archie comics. Couldn't they just As- talk about drinking the milkshakes then? <laughs> not, we never drank anything ever. Not even water. A but, soda pop. But like later, they definitely underlined that none of these teens had any sex whatsoever. But it's so that they can imply, but we're gonna now. You know, and, and, and yeah. draw these lines. So yeah, they're on. They're on their way to this this tea party, and they start bringing up uh, how Jughead's scared of Big Ethel, worried she's gonna be around mm-hmm. because Big Ethel was always after him. They make a lot of ugly jokes at Ethel's expense. <gasps> they make so many. It's so, not great. It's so incredible. There's like something they say later on about how, uh. Because his son's like, oh, do you see her or something? And he's like, well, I don't know what she looks like. He's like, just wait for the children to scream and the mirrors to crack. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah, why Why on earth did she like you? <laughs> yeah. Any of you. So then they're at this, this party, and my favorite thing is when, like, so they're kind of, like, checking in on every person at this mm-hmm. party very briefly and my favorite thing is when you see moose and he sees reggie and he just like goes up to grab his neck to like adjust him like oh you look tight but it like looks like he's gonna like snap his neck in half <laughs> i just love it um some sort of mortal combat fatality on the lodge mansion lawn yeah so this is when we get a flashback one of many flashbacks to come now they did not cast teenagers for these high school flashback (sighs) scenes it's the same late 30s playing early 30s cast well and like so just with different haircuts only for the girls only the girls that's the thing they still look old but the girls at least like the hair helps tell the story archie and jughead look 45 (laughs) They're just wearing gym clothes. Yep. Not even recognizable costumes. There's no beanie anywhere in this film. He at least has a burger. The one thing I will give to this film is that they find all the opportunities for Jughead to eat. Mm-hmm. And he, I appreciate he's that. He's chowing down on a candy bar in the flashback. He has a burger at the party. He pulls like a sandwich out of his pocket at one point. <laughs> That's my boy. Like, he's just always, he's always got food. So yeah, so they have a flashback to the gym, eating a burger, and talking Betty and Veronica shit. Prom is coming up, and Archie doesn't know who to ask, because he knows the one that he asks, the other one's going to hate him forever. It's time to make a final decision, because the clock is ticking. Yeah. That's the premise of all these flashbacks that that we will return to. So then uh, we're back at the party, and Archie sees Betty. And Veronica. And everyone sees each other. And they're greeting each other. And then Jughead Jr. looks at Veronica and says, Wonka Wonka. <laughs> well, he's just reminiscing about that that old film his father showed him about the chocolate factory. And, uh, yeah. 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 That's what he's doing. Uh, and then I also love the scene where, uh, a little clip where Miss Grundy, uh, 
who's like the real Miss Grundy, an old Miss Grundy, sits down at the table that Reggie's at, where he tried to like sit down with Veronica. Yeah, yeah. He spends the whole movie trying to get up Veronica's skirt. Yeah, and so does Jughead Junior. <laughs> and Veronica has no interest, so he sits down there, and then she leaves, and Miss Grundy comes over, and she's just all like. Telling him what to do, like, get your elbows off the table and snapping <laughs> at him and beam his grundy and it's just it's great. It's that's great. that's the ticket right yeah. there. Um, I have to say, Betty is so dumb. Oh, Betty's awful. They've she's terrible. They've but made is her Veronica worse. <laughs> Veronica is terrible and annoying, but they made like Betty dumb. She, yeah, she's like a, full on blonde, dumb stereotype. She's a total doormat. Uh, Robert is the worst. This is when Archie meets Robert. Yes, and call, call me Bob. <laughs> uh, you might also know him as a uh, recurring minor character on Seinfeld. That actor, yes, 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 he was also on that. He's probably the most recognizable person in this movie because of Star Trek and Seinfeld. Yeah. I feel like there's something else I know him from. I need to go look at his like IMDb again because I feel like there's just something else. I think else. Weatherby and Pops were were pretty respectable Weatherby, character actors. Weatherby, I totally recognized. Too. Yeah, but but of the main generation, I guess is just this new character they invented. Yeah. Speaking of Weatherby, this at the party is when he uh, announces. Uh, well, he's talking about a bunch of the stuff that's going to be happening at this big reunion. They went all week. out this year. It's like a freaking week. It's supposed to be a weekend, but it is it, it has more events than Look, can happen in a weekend. These kids but, spent 50 years in high school, okay? <laughs> it's their 15-year reunion. They can afford to splurge. So he's all like, and for our concert... At the dance, the Archies will be playing, which no one in the Archies knew about. <laughs> it's like that episode of the West Wing where they announced the Blue Ribbon Commission. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, So they're all surprised. Uh, And then somehow Archie gets left alone with Jughead Jr. Mr. Weatherby and Miss Grundy come up and they're all like, Oh, Archie, he looks just like you. I didn't even know you were married. And he's all like, I'm not married. And For then like, shame, Andrew. <gasps> it's 1990 and they're old and stuffy. Yep. Uh, That's a good gag. Veronica's all like, Archie, we got a date tonight. And he's kind of confused. Yep. Veronica spends this whole movie trying to force herself on Archie Andrews. Yes. No matter how much he talks about his fiance or that he's moving on Monday. So I've got date. And her dad is just creepily watching. That's strike one, Andrews. Actually what he says. Yes. <laughs> but uh, like I was saying, sometime in this party is when he gets, when Archie gets his time alone with Robert and Robert immediately begins yes. bragging about some of his conquests, some hot little number he found in a museum and Archie is appalled. Yes. But fuck you, Archie. You are the same exact guy. Yep. Uh, so then Archie decides that they need to trick Bob because he needs to get some alone time with Betty. To warn her about the mistake she's making in her life. Yes. So Jughead and his little, his little spawn. His little monster. Uh, are in on it. 
and they take him on a tour of the city and get lost. So, uh, in this one like traffic light town. Mm-hmm. So Archie and Betty have their alone time in Pops, and they they reminisce, and uh, she shares her children's book that she's trying to shop around. But all the publishers say it's just too sweet. Okay, here's what really bugs me about this scene. (laughs) Is she gives it to him. He reads one line out loud. Nice day for an Easter egg hunt. And she just straight up asks him, how is it? He's read one fucking line of your story. It's a, it is a premise. I can tell you that. (laughs) Just like, one line. I was going to say that, oh, well, you know. They, they have to keep the pace up, but dear God, do they not do that. This is the most padded thing I've seen in my life. Oh, it takes so long. I remember I asked you at one point, and I was just like, how much longer is this thing? And you're like, 20 minutes. And I was like, what the fuck? The second half of this film is almost entirely unnecessary. Yep. And he he tells her about how he doesn't like Bob mm-hmm. and that he's bad and all this stuff. And she's like, you're just being dumb. You're just upset because I'm dating someone like you. <laughs> and that was the one time I was like, yeah, girl. Mm-hmm. But also, if you realize that, you should probably stop dating him and go date someone else. <laughs> but... Yeah, there, there's this weird yuppie one-upmanship where uh, Archie tells her that Bob's just the wrong kind of guy for her because he's an MBA. He's like, you're a fucking big city lawyer now, Archie. Come on, yeah. look at yourself. They were like reminiscing about one time in high school that they couldn't get home because it was raining and their parents thought they did. I did not know acid rain was that intense back in the 70s. Like, I know they were trying to talk about sex, but it really just thought it was coming out like, and they thought we died. (laughs) There was a lot of stuff in this movie where they like, are supposed to be implying something, and I'm just like, well, I know that's not what they meant, but it's really going the opposite direction. <laughs> um, and then, like, he thinks they sexed, and she's like, no, we didn't. I would have remembered. And he's I'm- all just teasing. <laughs> I'm just like, he just- did you really think you did? Did you not know what a sex was then? <laughs> He That's just, what I think it was. He just wanted to make her think about having sex with him back in high school. I you know, when he looked so different from how he does today. I think he just feel, felt a boob. And when he was like <laughs> 16, he thought that was sex. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, lost my virginity. But really, it was like, <laughs> damn it. Nope. And it was like over the shirt, too. <laughs> like, it wasn't even anything. Um, but the next thing we, uh, find out is that Reggie is evicting Pop. Yeah, see, from- Reggie owns the, uh, exercise joint, the, the workout store. I guess you'd call it a gym next door. Yeah, it's like a gym. It's like a gym. It's, it's more like half of a TV set that has some women doing aerobics in the <laughs> background. And like a whole wall of, like, protein powder. <laughs> <laughs> and cardboard standees of Reggie yes. that he likes to pose with in the other best part of the movie. Yes. 
And uh, so, yeah, when they find this out, Archie goes there and he's like, you can't do that. And he says, sure, I can do it. Legal as an 18 year old. Hey, Reggie. Fuck you. I have never been so upset by a line of dialogue in my life. Reggie's all like, oh, well, you know, I guess I can be nice. I could, like, write him a check so he can, like, go open a different place. Which sounds like a pretty sweet deal, frankly. But Archie doesn't even relay that. He refuses on Pop's behalf. Like, you're not his representation. You just happen to be a lawyer. Yeah. Well, and also here's the thing. Reggie actually doesn't have a say in that (laughs) because he's not actually the one. It's actually Mr. Lodge who, like, owns it and is, like, doing this. And so he has to call him up and be like, well, I need money to do this. And he's like, what the hell? I'm not paying for this. And that's Archie's strike, too. He didn't even ask for this check. He flatly refused it when it was offered. I think Hiram Lodge needs to reevaluate his strike policy. Well, it's because Archie is fighting against this eviction. <laughs> and so then we're back at Archie's house where Jughead's staying. Mm-hmm. Uh, he invited himself over, but he did buy the groceries. So that did. makes it okay. He did. And oh, in the meantime, they picked up Moose's son? Yeah. Yeah, Moose's son to hang out with. Jordan and uh, Mike. It's something with an M. Something, I don't remember. Uh, they they hit it off, and he's having a sleepover at Archie's. And so Jughead is is sharing uh their song "Sugar Sugar," mm-hmm. except like the regular version. Well, but re-recorded with this cast, I believe, because it's not yeah. the actual like '70s album. Yeah, and they're uh, and he's just grooving to it, and Jughead Junior just wants to go to bed. The song is so bad, he would rather go to bed early. Uh, and so then Archie's all, like, expressing his feelings, and Jughead's just being all smart, psychiatrist advicey. He's dropping all sorts of pop psychology buzzwords. Yes, while eating a sandwich that was in his pocket. Uh, and is talking about how, well, yes, of course, you're attracted to Betty now because you're remembering what this was. And uh, then they have this weird moment where they're like in the door frame, like a foot from each other. And they're just staring at each other and talking. And I'm like, longingly into each other's eyes. Are they going to make out now? Yeah. Because I, well, Drughead deserves better than that. Because Archie's Archie's a douchebag. This is the biggest Archhead moment in. Uh, <laughs> is that what we're gonna call it? Ah, probably uh, in not. In the actual Riverdale, I'd be okay if Jughead and Archie got I don't together. Oh, we need a better name for this. Jarchi. <laughs> oh, that's far worse. <laughs> So then we get a scene that I think starts with Archie sticking his foot in Jello. Yep. Ha ha ha! Delayed uh, uh, punchline. Yep. So yeah. But then who should come knock knock knocking on that chamber door? Uh, the person that he was supposed to have a date with that he forgot about. Yeah, it is Veronica Lodge being announced by sex saxophone. Yep. <laughs> Thank you, Mark Snow of X Files. And she like lets herself into his house. Immediately takes off her clothes. As the children are peering around the back of the sofa like little pervy children. Mm -hmm. 
and and Jughead Jr. when when they retire to the boudoir is still peeking through the window on an extension ladder. Yep, yep. With Minnie Moose holding it by the feet. And uh yeah, so she's like stripping and she's is all like basically mounting him in his childhood bed. Yes, when he's talking about how he has a fiance. And uh she talks about how she has thirteen has had thirteen of those, uh, but then he no- Archie notices the ladder and Jughead Junior, and he just goes to the window and shoves the ladder away, and little Moose is left. Mo- Moose uses his super strength to save a life because this child would have died. <laughs> Would have died. Just imagine if they didn't make friends at the party, and then uh, uh, Jordan Jones dies on the first night of reunion week. Like it's a completely different movie. There had to have been some power lines around that house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining. Like, can you imagine if Little Moose couldn't control it and then hit the power lines? Not only would Jughead Junior be dead, but Moose. Junior, because it would have traveled down the ladder. Mm-hmm. Archie goes to jail for 25 to life. He's the only lawyer in town, so there's no one to represent him. And meanwhile, during all this, Papa Lodge is outside in his limo, just staring. And Watching like, his daughter about to get her fuck on. And he's just like, strike three. And then he says to creepy driver dude, I don't want him to see her again. <laughs> Ever. Ever? Ever. And he gets this, like, driver gets this look of murder in his eyes. Yeah, speaking of 25 to life. Archie does, like, send Veronica away. They don't actually, like, have sex. He he sends her away. Uh, She talks about how she comes on very strong. You don't say. She leaves, like, not, like, thrilled, but not, like, upset. Yeah. They they have a nice little like conversation in here. She she's engaged with the cat and mouse nature. Until next time, Archie, sort of thing. Yeah. I will plot my next seduction. Yeah. So then at breakfast the next morning, Jughead Jr.'s diving into an in- giant like serving bowl of jello. He seems to live a jello based life. Yeah. And he doesn't seem concerned that it's like the same bowl. And the same color jello that he shoved in someone's bed last night. Until he overhears Archie say with a smile over coffee that, yeah, uh, once I cleaned it off my feet, I put it right back in the bowl. Yeah. Uh, do, do you think he really did? Yes. Okay. I'm back at Pops, and Archie's like, I'm going to be your lawyer if you'll have me. By the way, I'm already making financial decisions regarding your business. So I hope this is okay, because legally this is wrong. Can we make this a retroactive agreement? <laughs> and then, so then we're uh, with um, at a tennis court. Yeah. And there's Betty and Veronica, they're going to play a game. But before that happens... Uh, this long mm-hmm. legacy of tennis showdowns, this uh, Bridesmaids is a classic tennis yeah. scene. Well, and in this scene, we also have... Uh, Little Moose and Jughead Jr. And they're uh, doing some strategic ball passing to make Betty bend over so they can just see up her skirt. 1990! And and this isn't like a sight gag. The camera gets the full behind. Yep. Yep. 
Yeah. You, the viewer, get uh, Jordan Jones's intended view. Yeah. So then, uh, during this uh, tennis match, we get a flashback to them at cheer mm-hmm. practice or game. And they're like agreeing to this prom truce that it doesn't matter who Archie asks. They, neither one of them will be upset with each other. Yeah. It's fine. His indecision isn't going to get in the way of their friendship. Yes. What happened to them? They regressed so much in the last 15 years. They are so much more childish now. <laughs> but the thing was, is that neither of them actually meant it then, either. I, I like because, to believe. Because, like, two seconds later, Veronica went bouncing off to try to win Archie's charm. <laughs> and Betty sat there sad. Yeah. Like, they didn't mean it. They were totally just being, like, mean girls at each other. I can hope. They were being frenemies. Yeah. Yes. And people think uh, Riverdale's fallen so far from the tree. Uh, we're back at the tennis game, and Veronica's all like, well, I'm not going to pursue him. Betty's all like, I'm not going to either. That's that. And that's that. That's that. That scene took way too long to happen. Uh, Archie's trying to get the courthouse to open on Saturday. Yeah. To rule on this. He's interrupting the judge on his day off that he spends building an entire city's worth of birdhouses. <laughs> He's yeah. building bird metropolis. Yep. And then we, I guess, get a moment where they try to show, like, Archie's clumsiness, and he just, like, wrecks a birdhouse. I wish this guy were better at physical comedy, because they sure did put a lot in the script. And he's terrible at it. He's He's, not great. He's not good. They should have had Jughead play him. Oh, yeah. So during that tennis match, like, Betty finds out that Veronica went to Archie's the night before. So now we have Betty going to Archie at the library questioning him about what he was doing. And he's just like, she broke into my house and took her clothes off. That's all. Entirely true. Implausible as it may sound. Yeah. And then there's like this 80s romance music cue (laughs) that happens. And then there we go to a flashback where uh, Betty's all going up to him and is like, "Uh, who are you taking to prom? If you're not taking me to prom, you aren't in my future. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go away and be a writer this summer. I'm not going to stick yeah, around she, waiting for she's you. She's enrolling in a summer class at a college. Yeah. Yeah. Which, okay. So, back when she gave Archie the story that she wrote, he mm-hmm. was all like, I didn't know you wanted to be a writer. <laughs> Here we have this flashback where she's like, hey, I'm going to go away for the summer. And be a writer. And be a writer. Because that's what I want to do. For, you know, life and stuff. What the fuck? Archie, you suck. And so that flashback happens. But then they they start talking about how much they've both been reminiscing about this night in the rain ever since they talked about it at Pops. Yeah. And they get even closer than Archie and Jughead did. And this is what I wrote. I called it mouth sex. (laughs) (laughs) Darling, darling, mouth sex is already a thing. No. It's actual sex where you use your mouth. No. This... This was like they were sexing without actually touching each other at all. Just like mouthing the air around each other's mouths. After we finish recording, we can explore the true meaning of mouth sex. Is it going to be breathing at each other? No, it will. Ooh, ooh, it'll be like, so that play I went to see recently where they like showed sex, but they were just like breathing 
air into each other. I'm so glad your mom doesn't listen to this show. Because it was just like, and they would like inhale it. I mean, they, they said they wanted to share air. That was what this play said. Are you thinking about Hedwig the movie again? No. Okay. They like copied it in this other, that the play about abortion I saw. <laughs> where the, the pregnancy stick dropped from the ceiling. Oh, speaking of movies. Hedwig did it much better. <laughs> I love Hedwig. But uh, in this intense romantic moment, uh, <laughs> Betty seems to come to a realization that this is wrong and that she's in a committed relationship and so is Archie. And so she backs away. Uh-huh. And then he like bangs himself into the bookshelf. Dar- darling, can you read the note I took for this scene? They about to library fuck? No, after that one. Archie fucks a bookshelf. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, I uh, I, I said he bangs in bookshelf, as in bangs. <laughs> but uh, as, as he's gazing into there his- There was some thrusting into that shelf. I felt really sorry for those books. As he's gazing into his lover's eyes, by which I mean the bookshelf, he sees just the, the book of like- The book he needs. Riverdale case law he's been looking for. And he leaves the library- and he's with Jughead and Jughead Jr. and Moose Jr. We see uh, Mr. Lodge's sneaky driver off to the side and you know something's up. And what happens, so he like turns the car on, he goes to shift it and the shift like comes off. And then the car just starts speeding away. And the brakes don't work and the ignition doesn't work. And then the key breaks. Yeah. And there's no way to stop the car. So we have that's this how cars work. interminably long uh, runaway oh car God, scene. So they go around Town Square like three, four times. They eventually find a farmer's market. You know it had to come. And this is like the largest farmer's market in the world. It has about twice the population of Riverdale. <laughs> yeah. And I, I do love when they go through like the fruit stand and I really want to know what production person on the film was in charge of just throwing bananas on the children in the backseat. <laughs> yeah. Because those were really just being, like, like tossed. The, the trajectory of the fruit in the close-up shots is just the, the softest of the lob. <laughs> <laughs> you expect to see some PA's fingertips just to, to the <laughs> right side of the screen. I also loved um, the the flying farmer's market employee into the, like, <laughs> bins, and it was definitely like a, okay, and hop back! <laughs> um, but eventually they come to a stop after they crash into where else? Reggie's fitness place. They, they go right through the window. Yep. Uh, so then we are in a court mm-hmm. and, uh, we find out that Mr. Lodge is involved. Yeah. Th- this is when we find out that, uh, uh, Reggie doesn't have the legal authority to enact this eviction because he's a minority owner. And then yeah. he's like, oh, by the way, here's a note from Hiram. I super have the authority. Yeah. So then Archie starts to try to argue, uh, that the Pops could get landmark status, and he talks about this past building that had that. But the From judge, the magic book? Yes, but the judge is like, well, that is different. This is a commercial building. And then Archie goes into a very touching tale about how it is part of their lives. And um, 
you know, they might as well throw away their souls, their souls away if if they get rid of it, and it will just break their hearts. Now, I'm no big city lawyer, at least not until Monday. But I can tell you one thing, a small town's worth preserving, Judge. Yeah. It's basically that. Yeah. So then we get confirmation that Bob's a jerk mm-hmm. because he's insulting what's important to Betty. Uh, Veronica goes to her dad and throws a tantrum. Like, straight-up fucking tantrum. She screams like a three-year-old. Throws her purse. Now, Archie uh, goes to the lodges, though, to pick up Veronica. I guess because he knows she's upset. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lodge sees them, and he turns to mysterious butler man and is all like, I to- thought you were supposed to take care of this. And he's like, I tried. Well, try harder. All of this could have been averted if Smithers was back in the home office instead of Paris. Yeah. Because Smithers would just, like, talk to people like a human being. Oh, I thought you were going to say, like, shoot him. Point blank. I, if it comes down to it, yeah. <laughs> Smithers will choke you know, a bitch. Smithers has, like, a small gun under his little hat. <laughs> Be prepared for every eventuality, sir. Then uh, Veronica and Archie go to, like, make out point. Mm-hmm. And uh, hang out there. And then we have a flashback. To, of course we do. Uh, after Betty came up to Archie and was all like, if you're not taking me, I'm going away. Archie decides that he needs to go ask Veronica to prom. And she's all like, well, I won't be there. I'm going out of the country. Also, he's asking her the day before prom. <laughs> yep. Uh, and he's all like, what? Uh, and gets turned down. Mm-hmm. Archie... Is back talking to Jughead, and Jughead shrinks him like he would. Uh, It's very 90s. We're all getting therapy. And he makes sure that he says, you know, I I wish I was like you and I wasn't afraid of women. Mm -hmm. Because we got to remember that Jughead's afraid of women. Big Ethel in particular. Yeah. And then they're hanging out like at a junkyard? It's their scrap heap. Yeah. Yeah. And so Jughead Jr. and Moose Jr. are just having a great time running around. Playing with garbage. Yeah. Oh, look, a copy of Return to Riverdale. (laughs) Yeah, so they find all types of stuff, like a sock, and Jughead's like, I remember these. (laughs) What is this dystopian future past where they don't have socks? I mean, I thought of, like, something... It could have meant. It meant we're all wearing flip-flops now. It's 1990. (laughs) Um, Uh, But no, the first thing they find is a signed glove, a baseball glove signed by Hank Aaron. Yeah. They freak out about like this uh, basically junkyard time capsule, but your kid just found a fortune. Yeah. (laughs) This could change your lives. So then it's the next morning and... uh, Archie forgot that he's supposed to be, like, out of his house because Mm -hmm. people are moving in. And so the people who are moving in are getting a storage unit for all of Archie's shit while he was in the shower. On the house. They're very polite. Although this does mean Archie is homeless for a day. (laughs) Well, guess you gotta go get a hotel. (laughs) Uh, So then it is... um, a like picnic reunion time in town square and uh Jughead Jr. sharing a new version of Sugar Sugar with uh Jughead, his dad. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and it is a version that is very near and dear to our hearts. You might recognize it as the uh, intro and outro theme to this very show. Ah, uh, uh, sugar. Honey, honey. Then all of a sudden, Chuck Head Jr. gets like a wave from this girl. Mm-hmm. And, now, uh... How old would you say Jughead Jr. is, the actual child? Like, 11? How old do you think he's playing, like, the character? Like, 8, maybe, right? No, like, 12. Like, 12. <laughs> Jughead was married for six years. How yeah. long have these divorce proceedings been going that he just got custody? I don't know. That That kid's, like, 10 to 12. Somewhere in there. The longest family court case that seems to have been uncontested. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So he gets this wave. And Jughead's uh, all like, oh, you should go, like, talk to her. But he's shy. And then Jughead, like, loses his mind over this. Oh, you're shy. You're shy with the women. You're shy with the women like me. <laughs> they can finally bond. So he's like, I got a plan. Give me that boombox. I shall do the world's most embarrassing dad dance. And then it becomes a duet between yes. them. The worst part for me mm-hmm. is the line, lay your ever-loving lo- stuff on me, <laughs> is when Jughead oh, ah. gets that line and, like, gestures to himself towards a te- <laughs> like nine-year-old little girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he should not have won custody, I think. I'm but pretty you know sure. What? Jughead and Dad bonded and they left very happy with each other. That still doesn't mean. Once again, 25 to life. Uh, That's so terrible. And Betty goes to Archie's room? I, I have court. Okay, court again. God, this fucking thing. <laughs> it just keeps going. So yeah, so then uh, they're back in court, and the judge rules that the eviction's gonna happen. Because, you know, one side had actual law. And then Reggie goes up to Archie and is like, you know what, I'll try to convince Mr. Lodge if you'll help me get Veronica. And Archie's all like, hey, Veronica's an independent woman. I'm not gonna have anything to do with this. And then, like... Archie's the worst fucking lawyer. <laughs> Yeah. He's doing nothing to represent his client's interests. And then, like, Veronica comes up and just, like, lays the longest fucking smooch on him. And then Reggie's all like, Pops is history. (laughs) Uh, Pops let Archie know that he's very proud of him. Gives him another giant cheek pinch. He's all like, you should go to the reunion and have fun. Because if you're not having fun, like, what's the point? And so Archie leaves, and I'm like, and this is when Pop pulls out a gun and is going to, like, shoot himself, because he has nothing left in his life. It was a good run. (laughs) So then they go to the next, like, day seven of the reunion, and it's a car- they've rented out a freaking amusement park. The whole thing! (laughs) And so then it's what we thought was go-kart time, but, like, broomball time, but, like, dodgeball at the same time. Uh, one team is Betty, Veronica, uh, Bob, and Reggie, mm-hmm. and they are going up against Archie, Jughead, Moose, and Midge. Mm-hmm. And the the object of the game is to ride in your go kart and smack uh, uh, rubber gym balls into a goal with a broom. However, there are about a hundred, a yeah. hundred fifty balls, and it doesn't seem 
like there's any like reason or rhyme for which balls you get or which nets you use. <laughs> we see very few goals being scored despite the plethora of opportunity. Yeah, and so then it ends when uh, Archie gets seriously injured by a net and some plastic balls falling on him. He, he, he gets a go-kart-related whiplash until Moose uses the magic healing touch. Everyone thinks Archie's about to die. <laughs> it looks uh, like he's about to die. Until Moose rolls some sort of natural 20 on his chiropractor check. It's seriously framed like when Archie dies in the Death of Archie comic. Yeah. Like, Betty and Veronica are looking down at him about to weep. Yeah. I don't remember who says it, but someone's like, Oh, Jughead, Ethel's looking for you. And he just fucking runs away. <laughs> um, I got warrants! So then there's a really... Really fucking weird scene where Betty shows up at Archie's hotel room. With Who a decorated this motel? There is a jukebox in his motel. Some of it is his junk from the house, I'm sure. Uh, but it's it's like a bizarre 50s theme restaurant. And it has like a fucking like walk-in closet <laughs> janitor thing. Yes. But so Betty shows up and she's all like, I have a new story. She wrote him a porno. Yep. And then she's like, I've been thinking about that night. Treat me like a woman, Archie. What the fuck? Make me wild. And so, oh, this is after she turned the shower on and then she's like, let's get wet. Or no, she doesn't say let's get wet. I'm wrong. Thank God. She was, yeah, she's all like, treat me like a woman. Let's get wild. And, like, he shoves her in the shower. And then knock, knock, knock. And then Veronica shows up. And she hears the shower running. She's like, how did you know that was my fantasy? Let's get wet. (laughs) Well, it sounds like you already are, ma'am. So then he shoves her in the janitor closet that just happens to be in his hotel room. And then wheels the TV up against (laughs) So she can't get out. Because knock, 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 it's Pam! It's Pam, the fiancé. And he just, like, whips her out to the car. It's the most perfect sitcom setup, frankly. (laughs) So then, though, he drives away with Pam, and then... While Veronica is locked in a closet to starve to death. So to skeletonize. She starts like banging on the door, which Betty hears in the bathroom over the shower and comes out and moves the TV so Veronica can get out. And they're both just like, what are you doing here? Again, we're covering all the shipping bases because we have a paid hotel room, horny naked Betty, horny about to be naked Veronica. Mm-hmm. Let's make something happen. Yeah. Come on. So then we're at Pops and Archie's there with Pam and uh, she just doesn't understand Pops and she doesn't understand why it really matters. It's just an ice cream store. He's all like, no, no, it's not. Uh, so then Jughead shows up. We find out that he's looking for Big Ethel. He has decided that he, he needs to go. Find her. This is how he will conquer his fear of women, one woman at a time. So he goes to the house, and we see her mom, and she's, she goes and gets Big Ethel. Oh. Ethel shows up, and she is hot. Nine feet tall. Nine feet tall. And smoking. Yeah. In a bikini. 
And uh, she's very happy to see Jughead. And she's very happy to see Jughead Jr., which she actually calls him that. And he's like, yep, that's me. I'm Jughead Jr. (laughs) And uh, she invites him to come back to the jacuzzi. And they run. They are both ready to skinny dip in this jacuzzi together and with (laughs) Ethel Muggs. They brought no swimsuits. They brought no trunks. so creepy. So creepy. Uh, we go back to Archie with Pam, and uh, he ta- tries to take her to like make out point, and is all like, "This is don't, don't tell anyone. This is our spot." And she's like, "Who the fuck would I tell?" <laughs> it's just and like why a would pond, they care? and she like is sitting on an empty glass bottle yeah. of root beer of all the things he saved from the junkyard all these antiques he saved a green glass bottle because they don't make them anymore so he like throws it or she throws it outside the car and he's like so upset and she's like you just this is not something to be attached to guess what archie they don't make hank aaron signatures anymore either so then he goes off into this big tangent about how it's not just that, it's about their ice cream store, and it's not just an ice cream store, it's their ice cream store, it's his ice cream store, it's Betty's, it's Veronica's, it's Jughead's, it's even Reggie's. It's a little, he goes crazy. And she's just like, you know what, I want to meet this Betty and Veronica. Uh, so then we are at the dance of the reunion on day 27 (laughs) (laughs) my dearest jessica i fear this reunion shall never end it won't it really won't we are now eating our shoe leather in order to survive (laughs) yesterday was a carnival a diversion for the man Every day I dreamed these Yankees would let us go home to our lives and our careers. Before this is over, it shall be our 50-year reunion. Miss Grundy has passed away from the fever. What is our struggle even for? Fighting for our rights? To not ride for 15 years at a time? Most of this could have been handled with a phone call. Three, four, even seven years back, Hans. I'm going to keep doing this Ken Burns Civil War bit until you stop laughing until you cry. Is it the part where Miss Grundy died of the fever? You're talking about the dance. We we know it's a dance because Jughead begins oh, dancing God. that same awful it's marionette so, dance. It's so bad. It's so bad. I mean, it's so bad, but it's so dad. Like it's so incredibly dad. <laughs> it is. So Archie's there with Pam, and what happens? Betty and Veronica walk straight up to him and is like, "We are both in love with you. Choose." And he's like, hello, this is my fiance, Pam. (laughs) Pam, this is Betty and Veronica. So then Mr. Weatherby comes over and saves the day by by saying it's time for the band to play. And he even's like, I saved you there. Mm -hmm. So So you better actually play a song. (laughs) Yeah. So while they're all going up to uh, play, Rob and Pam meet. And they... uh, 
make some googly eyes at each other. They start bonding over how shit this town is and how small-minded and stupid all of the people are. Yes. And how nice money is. They love that stuff. Yes. So they're uh, Jughead's on the drums, Veronica's on keyboard, Betty's on tambourine. Uh, It's the classic Archie's lineup. All of a sudden, Reggie invites himself to pick up the bass, which happened to just be lying there very conveniently. Yes. They start playing Not Sugar Sugar, and I'm kind of pissed about that. They, They play Jingle Jangle, which is the Archie's second biggest hit. Here's also... Nothing matches up with the song. <laughs> Nothing. Drums don't match. Jingle Jangle's a pretty good song from the Archies, not this one. No, this is bad. It's like they get the actual actors to sing, and they're okay. I mm-hmm. mean, I, I get they they sell it as, we haven't practiced for 15 years. But that yeah. just means they suck. So yeah. whatever. I will uh, take Riverdale's artifice over that bit of uh, realism. So then they get uh, interrupted because someone rushes in to say that Pop Tate won't move and the bulldozers are coming. <laughs> They're going to crush him. <laughs> so they all go running uh, <laughs> and they get out there and very quickly Archie's handed a gift from, from the, the creepy butler, driver. creepy driver, as he's like going next to... Pop Tate to make sure he doesn't die as the police arrive to mm-hmm. arrest them all because everyone then's like, well, if you arrest them, you gotta arrest me too. Yeah, the, the whole town is standing up except Pam shouts something like, protests are out, honey. Like Demonstrations yeah, are out. Demonstrations are out. She says this exactly a year after Tiananmen Square. All right, so no, they're not. Uh- also, like, Bob tries to grab Betty and, like, make her leave. And she calls him a bully. Yeah. And he's like, don't touch me. He's like, I'm your boyfriend. I can touch you. And I was like, uh. Oh, boy. Oh, shit, no. <laughs> uh, so then the-, the police, like, get out their wands ready to start, like, smashing people's brains in. And casting expelliarmus. And, uh. Veronica goes to her dad's limo and just starts throwing her credit cards at him and is uh, telling him that she either, he has to, either has to pick her or his money. And he, he calls them out. But then we find out that a non-Smithers driver dude gave a bomb to Archie. <laughs> and he has the the device to start it Mm -hmm. and mr lodge is like well give that to me and he's like i don't know if i want to do that (laughs) archie is holding an explosive device around a hundred of his closest friends and veronica runs up to him and is like it's a bomb and then he just starts screaming a bomb a bomb he doesn't let go of it he doesn't drop it he's just chasing the town (laughs) in one direction and then another shoves it at people a bomb look look what i've got and then he uh, throws it into Reggie's the store. Mm-hmm. Me- and We're getting cutaways to Hiram and the, the chauffeur wrestling for the trigger. Yes, into like this van that they were in. Mm-hmm. And uh, Reggie uh, and Archie are still, even though they don't have it, are just straight shouting, it was a bomb! It's a bomb! They're, they're taking cover behind one of the cop cars. And, and as soon as Reggie expresses disbelief that that wasn't really a bomb... It explodes. And then 
a exercise bike lands right in front of them. Ha 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 ha. And so then we go to the next day where Archie goes up to Pam. They're talking about how they're done. And uh, she leaves with Bob. Yeah. So they have a lot in common. Bob comes out the door. They found out just how much they have in common. Yep. Intimately. Uh, so then we're back at Pops and the weird leather clad diner boys are thanking Archie for yeah. saving their jobs. Uh, and Betty and Veronica come in and they're like, we're still waiting. You still need to They choose. come in with deadly shoulders. Oh my god, so much shoulder pads going on. Yeah. <laughs> well, shoulder pads and then Veronica has like an off, one of those off the shoulder like yeah. tight things. She has incredibly pointy shoulders accentuated by by this off-the-shoulder dress, but Betty's are, have, like, these tailored Points. spikes sticking out. Yeah. Uh, oh, and well, before this, Archie also goes to, like, say bye to Jughead and Jughead Jr. They, who are, they like... They goodbye on the, the off-brand Greyhound. Yes, but then suddenly they're back at Pops because they decide they can't go. And that Riverdale also needs... A psychiatrist. Yeah, obviously. These people. And so Betty and Veronica also talk about how they're also staying mm-hmm. for the summer. For one and, reason or another. And Archie decides to stay. And then Pop brings out a camera and he's going to take a picture. And then Reggie shows up and he says, sorry. Aww. And Pop tells him to get in the picture too. Because Pops is the best. And they take a big group photo. Yes, they do, Moki. Yes, they do. Thank you for the sneeze. On my arm. (laughs) Goodness gracious. So uh, that's Return to Riverdale, a.k.a. to Riverdale and back again. In my lap, I have the comic adaptation. Yep. And I'd like to do just a quick rundown of the similarities and differences. One thing I like is that uh, it has an art team. Uh, Gene Colan, who's famous for a lot of superhero work wrote uh, uh drew most of it in a sort of realistic style that that was in vogue at the time but uh those flashback scenes we mentioned are mm-hmm. done by uh Archie house artist Stan Goldberg. Stan Goldberg also had a notable um superhero career as a colorist for early Marvel. Mm-hmm. He's the reason Spider-Man's suit has like that cobalt blue and uh really all the early Marvel heroes have their looks. Yeah. But uh, for one thing, the comic is so much less bloated. Uh, There's only one day in court. Yep. There's no carnival and uh, go-kart nonsense. Uh, There's no mini moose. uh, Jughead Jr.'s part is uh, really scaled back, especially his peeping Tom uh, activities. He just seems more like a psychopath. (laughs) Like he's going to murder someone. Even things like streamlining the final bomb at the end make it make a lot of sense. Uh, Archie immediately throws away uh, the package, not knowing it's a bomb. He just doesn't want anything from Hiram Lodge. So Hiram throws it back, saying it's a bomb. He hot potatoes with uh, Reggie, who throws it over his shoulder and accidentally explodes his own place. Yeah. Which is a much better way to tell that story. Yeah. There's uh, a lot of little things like that. Uh, also, without that extra reaction shot, the point I was trying to make about the girls being much more adult as teens yeah. is true in the comic. In the comic. In yeah. the movie, no. In the movie, no. You're right. Uh, so, I mean, 
Again, this is a 27-year-old book. It might be tough to find in print, but I think it's worth it. It's an interesting bit of history. It is. It is. Uh, it's a lot better than the movie, so worth it. <laughs> what did you think about Return to Riverdale? My God. It's so bad. It's real bad. It's so bad. Like, they've made the characters so terrible. <laughs> So yeah. incredibly terrible. Like, there's nothing to like about them. Mm-hmm. Like, in the actual comics, even though everyone's got, like, their quirks that make them annoying or, like, not such a nice person, there's still things about them that makes you like them. And there's not a lot to like mm-hmm. in the thing. Everyone's kind of terrible. One thing that I think hurts the this made-for-TV movie, is that they didn't change the characters enough. They wanted to make them too much like uh, their very recognizable uh, uh, comic book selves. Mm-hmm. But now that they're in their 30s, all these teenage parts of them makes them awful people. Yeah. They're just, like, I cannot believe this love triangle is a thing that people with, like, careers and mortgages would be involved in. You're just bad. You're bad and dumb. Well, and it's, like, so... You know, they made... They just focused on such, like... They picked one stereotype for everyone. Yeah, yeah. Like, Betty's dumb. Veronica's Why did they have to make her so dumb? She's so dumb. It's so (laughs) annoying. If they wanted her to be, like, unaware... Mm-hmm. They could have done that in a way that she's not just straight up dumb. <laughs> like, you you can be oblivious. Yeah. You can be sweet without being dumb. Yeah. yeah. They made her dumb. And Veronica's just such a, like, child. Yeah, she she's very selfish. She's very interested in getting her way. I'm like, how's she running a business in Paris for her dad? Poorly, I'd imagine. Uh. And then, like, Archie's such a douche. Mm-hmm. I mean, Reggie works. Reggie does work, yes. Like, I mean, I guess if anyone, he's, like, less annoying than most of them. It's like him and Jughead. I yeah. Guess. I would actually like to know more about Moose and Midge and mm-hmm. their life as they, chiropractors. They're very enthusiastic. They, yes. they dive into their work head first. Yeah. Actually, what one little change that I think Betty's character is a lot better in the comic. Uh, in that She's not dumb. What, well, one way that uh, really underlines it is is that confrontation they have where in the movie she's saying uh you don't like bob because he's too much like you Mm -hmm. uh that's like okay think one step beyond that betty please in this it's you don't like bob because he treats me the way you used to yeah that's a much stronger statement yeah and makes for a much stronger character yeah (laughs) i mean she it shows that she's actually like aware Mm -hmm. of that crap and it's not, uh, you, you're you turning into just as much of a yuppie. Like, no, you string people along. That's not how you treat people, Archie. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's good. It's good stuff. Well, and They the, could have done that on the screen. They could have used these better lines. I think, like, a perfect example of how, like, poorly made this movie is, is the fact that they wrote in, he didn't know she wanted to be a writer, yet had a whole scene about how she was leaving Riverdale to go be a writer. 
And this thing is padded to hell and back. So if that was the point that he forgot, you could make that explicit. Yeah. They have every opportunity. But they didn't. (laughs) They didn't do that. Instead, it just seems like, wow, did you have five writers working on this and no one read each other's work? (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of what it seems like. I mean, just between some of the earlier stuff we said, uh, this seems like uh, a piece of fiction that is struggling against its own identity. Like, it's not saying what it thinks it is. Yeah. Uh, Like, there's a lot of superficial hostility to the late 80s. Like, Mm -hmm. the fact that Reggie has this jazzercise branded empire as the villain that's very anti-80s, right? Yeah. But the whole thing is slathered in all these other aspects of the same era that it's not... Uh, uh, giving the same ire. Yeah. It, it's it, it's so drowned in that scene that it can't critique it effectively. Yeah. So while we're talking about other adaptations, I'd like to start a segment where we compare it directly to Riverdale. Okay. Now, uh, we, we've made the point that Riverdale works by taking one set of stock characters and another set, and and finding ways to to merge them. Yeah. Do you think that this took that same sort of uh, approach? No. 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 Riverdale took those characters and expanded on it. I mean, there's a big difference in the type of thing they are. Uh I mean, Riverdale's still very much like teen drama, but it's realistic <laughs> this this thing is just like as we talked rubber chicken mm-hmm. like it is cartoonish it's so cartoonish and in a way that like i feel like the comics aren't even that way like <laughs> to a point that like this is a different point mm-hmm. of cartoony like i i think they have some things in common like there's a point where we want to put these characters on television, and what if they could have sex? And Return to Riverdale's solution was, they're all adults now. And that ruins it, because I, I will repeat myself, this this cast, this setup, only works for teenagers. And like, I'm sorry, they're all 45. <laughs> Get over it. <laughs> Beating around the bush of sex. Mm-hmm. Just doesn't work. Say the word. Say the word. Like, why are we talking in this hush hush tone? And just waiting for someone to say made (laughs) whoopee. Exactly. And to see like two beds. (laughs) Like they want to be all like sexual and everything, but no one has sex. We don't. We barely even talk about it. But they keep so, trying. They keep trying a lot. They keep trying. Everyone's very horny, but there's no sex. And it's, but it's so awkward. <laughs> Everything they're doing is awkward. This was intended to be sort of a backdoor pilot for a, a TV series. Oh God, no! What do you think that show would have been like? Like, what would they have done? They would have all gone back to high school and somehow <laughs> become like high school teachers, and then we just have like. A show about a bunch of high school teachers having sex, but not, but how they want to. So and then, so Boston Public Archie would go have sex with a student. 
and the tables have turned. You said Boston Public? Yeah, that was a show about a bunch of high school teachers having sex and wanting to have sex. Oh, I'm thinking Boston Legal. I was like, that was about <laughs> lawyers. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Didn't watch that one. I really like Boston Legal, though. That was good. It had Fivish Finkel as a pervert. I don't know who that is. He looks exactly like the sort of man who would be named Fivish Finkel. So just imagine that in your mind's eye. I'm kind of imagining our Jughead from this show. <laughs> or from this movie. All right, give him another 60 years. Oh, okay. I think it's interesting how some of the subplots in this make sense if they were in Riverdale. I mean, they'd be treated differently and they'd be filmed much more aesthetically pleasing. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, things like uh, the Lodge family trying to shut down Pops and, and the whole town turns out. Yeah. Or a bomb being thrown in the window of a local business. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the more ridiculous parts feel like plots that could be picked up and mm-hmm. used, but in completely different ways. Yeah. Especially that bomb, for sure. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, there's stuff in it that, if done much better. Season two, there's going to be a bomb. Come on. But uh, with that, I think that's all you have to say about uh, Return to Riverdale. I think so. Thanks for listening to Sex Archie. We're we're calling these things where we go back to earlier stuff, Memory Lane. Mm-hmm. So that's an Archie Comics deep cut for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and next, I think we're going to do Archie Meets the Predator. Yeah. One of my favorites. Uh, so that will be fun. Look for that in a few weeks to a month-ish. Yeah. This was also our first episode with our third member of the show. Yeah. If you haven't been following us along on Twitter, you may not know we adopted a dog. We did. Her name is Moki. She came from the Anti-Cruelty Society shelter, and uh, this is her third day with us. Yes. So for much of that episode, she was on my lap. She's a sweetheart, and we love her, and I'm sure you will love her her sneezes and whatnot, too. And she's wondering why we're not asleep right now. It's past her bedtime. So uh, while we wait for uh, Riverdale proper to come back, uh, we would love to uh, get in touch with you and to help others get in touch with us. And leaving us a rating and review on iTunes or the platform of your choice can go a long, long way for that. Mm-hmm. Very helpful. And oh, uh, the, the reviews we've gotten are great. Yes. You can also tell your friends. Mm-hmm. Spread the love. Netflix is now, or Netflix, <laughs> Riverdale is now available on Netflix and uh, it's coming to DVD later this summer. So if you know people who have been waiting to watch, they can get caught up before that's even available. Mm-hmm. Or we can join them in their viewing time. Yeah. And if you've been waiting for people who are like, yeah, that sounds interesting, but I hate that show. We're talking about things that aren't the show now. What? So, <laughs> so you can totally just listen. <laughs> New people are checking out Riverdale all the time, though. I just saw two friends of friends start posting about checking it out and how dumb Archie himself is. But you know what? Archie and Riverdale seems a lot smarter after watching this movie. (laughs) Ain't that the truth? Yeah. He's just an innocent little boy. (laughs) Compared to, like, a complete douchebag. 
So with that, I'm Grant. And I'm Elena. And from us here at Sex Archie. Legal as an 18-year-old. Sugar. Ah, oh, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. And you got me rocking you. Break it down, boy. Sugar. Ah, oh, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. And you got me rocking you. Break it down, come on. And you got me. And you got me. And you got me. Break it down, won't you please?